Welcome to episode 33, season two of Relevant Conversations for All. Today's episode is entitled Formulating Truth. You know, in our um, behind the scenes conversation, we talked about a past event that happened last week or so regarding the Martinville Seven. And these were seven men ranging in the age from 18 to 37 years of age who were arrested in 1949 for the reported rape of a 32-year-old named Ruby Stroud Floyd, a white woman who lived in Martinsville. Each were tried and sentenced to death within an eight-day period by an all-white jury. Um, This was the norm of that time, they were not given due process. And as a result, the former Richmond mayor, uh, Richard McCollum, who was related to two of the Martinsville seven, was one of those pushing for the pardon of the seven men. The pardon did come most recently. The pardon, however, did not address the guilt of the group known as the Martinville Seven. Instead, um, it issued a recognition from the Commonwealth that these men were tried without adequate due process and received a racially biased death sentence, not similarly applied to white defendants. We just wanted to acknowledge the Martinville Seven which essentially acknowledges many black males who were executed under Jim Crow standards, not given due process, not given fair trials, and their lives were taken away as a result. This ties directly into what we're talking about today, which is the formulation of truth. Well, we were talking also behind the scenes regarding um, For example, what is fact? And I know today it's very difficult, very difficult to determine what fact is. Uh, If we go to the Oxford Language Dictionary and we look up what the legal definition of fact is, we'll find that the truth about events as opposed to interpretation. So the truth about events as opposed to interpretation. And today we hear much more about interpretation and less about fact. And anything that is related to fact is left for us to seek uh, and vet for ourselves. Would you agree with that? I, I would agree. And, you know, my understanding of fact is that is not subjective. Uh, A fact should be able to uh, be vetted by me, by you, by the next individual, and everyone should be able to agree that this is a fact. And it, it should not be interpreted based on to your point, like bias or uh, based on what side of uh, politics you fall on. A fact is a fact. Right, so in other words, it's, it's something that is known to be proven true. 
So that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're just hearing about it in one particular article. It means that if you do your homework and you check resources, you will find that there is a consistent resonance of what is being said. Right. So exactly. Um, it's not just an interpretation. We certainly experience numerous interpretations. And they are spoken as though they are law. They are spoken as though they are fact. Um, case in point, what we mentioned last week when we talked about COVID and masks, how people are marching around protesting, saying that wearing a mask violates their constitutional right. That can easily be debunked, as we did last week, because there's nothing in the Constitution that states that it is against your constitutional right to wear a mask. Right. So um, it's something else that we talked about and looked into was the definition of insanity, legal insanity. And I'll read it as it's mentioned in the Webster Dictionary. So insanity, legal insanity compromises, com is comprised of mental illness, of such a severe nature that a person cannot distinguish fantasy from reality, cannot conduct his or her affairs due to psychosis, or is subject to uncontrollable impulsive behavior. Let's just think about that for a moment. Have we seen that? Have we come across yeah. anyone in our governmental system, someone or many someone? Correct. That could fit into that legal definition of being insane. Mm. Right. And what, I, what I'd like to point out in that definition of insanity is that it definitely contradicts the definition of fact. So when we talk about someone living a, in a fantasy world as, a, as opposed to in reality, that definitely contradicts, you know, living in truth or in facts. So, um, you know, which I think is important and truth definitely being part of the oath that each of our government officials take. So, you know, how do we fix that today, given that so many of our politicians tend to live in a, a fantasy, like case in point, you know, a lot of uh, them purporting that racism no longer exists. Huh. Right, right, right. Um, all the Marjorie Greens who support denying right. that Democrats eat babies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. you know, that doesn't take fact checking to say, hey, well, you know what? That doesn't sound like the truth to me. That sounds like this person is teetering on the cusp of something that is not good. But yet these are people who represent us. Um, behind the scenes, we also discussed about uh, Rand Paul and his definition of what it means to be a doctor. And according to Rand Paul, if you haven't delivered a baby, you are not considered a doctor, wait a minute. Rand Paul right. is an eye doctor. I don't know too many eye doctors that go out delivering babies. So does that mean right. he's not a doctor as well? 
Interesting. And this all stems from him not wanting to call the first lady Dr. Biden. Right. Right. It's, it's nonsense because then there are a number of uh, women uh, who have delivered babies. Does that make them doctors? Oh, right. 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 You know? So I just, the, the things that people say to support their nonsense, and I don't have any compunction about calling a lot of what Rand Paul says nonsense. Oh. Um, it, it still amazes me, like that you say, and you say it in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you say it in public, people accept it. Right. Uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting phenomenon, so. It's a frightening phenomenon um, because that same individual, Rand Paul, um, when the lynching bill was brought to the table, uh, he was the one who wanted to know what type of lynching they were talking about as if there was a type of lynching that was okay and should therefore be deemed legal. Hmm. Right. The things we need to pay attention. And I know that everyone's lives are very busy and trying to keep afloat and, and keep themselves and their families and friends safe. But this is a perfect storm that allows for untruths to be spoken as truth because people are so very preoccupied with number one health. We have uh, hurricanes and tornadoes coming from different directions. We have global warming going on. We have financial situations that people are being impacted by every day. Perfect storm for spewing untruths and speaking them as though they are truth. You know, and I mean, it, it, if you look at it, it makes sense. You keep the masses occupied, then you can get your agenda. Right. Right. So, the lack of truth, the lack of fact, it also leads to discrimination. This mm-hmm. is something that has kept slavery in its place for the hundreds of years that it was in place. Lack of fact, lack of truth. Um, but you know, it was easier then because you had such a large population that was illiterate, that could not read for themselves. So they took the word of the person standing behind the pulpit. Or they took the word of the person who conveyed the news within that particular town because they could not read for themselves, right? Today's time is very different. There are many of us, the majority of us, who are capable of reading for ourselves. But again, because of that perfect storm, it makes it challenging. And I know it makes people confused about what is fact and what is not fact. Right. We do have the means, we do have the resources afforded to us to take a moment, especially if something really um, puts you in a wrong state or just doesn't feel right or it doesn't sound right. Take that moment to see truth. And, you know, I, I agree with everything that you're saying with regard to um, people being impacted in these times by so many things that are going on. But, you know, I I have to add in there, there's a certain part of the the population that is just lazy, right? Right. And would rather take at face value uh, 
what Joe down the street told them or, you know, what they get off of Facebook or, you know, different, different ideas instead of doing their research, putting together, you know, everything that they've gathered and trying to gain a true understanding of what is happening is, you know, they, all of us have been impacted by certain things and, you know, it's just unacceptable to say, um, you know, I'm too busy because to the, the partial, the quote or what has been said in the past, Mm-hmm. is that you know first they came for them right right and soon they will come for you or they came for me eventually so we have to you know as a as a society truly understand that like the the wording in the original poem is beautiful and you take it at at its beauty but it is also true this is the way that evil has perpetuated itself through society from the beginning of time people have to accept the evil at large they have to be accepting of it in order for it to last if people were less accepting of the things that were wrong in society, then it would be given no oxygen. It would not be able to last. And people's laziness throughout time, you know, between ignorance, and I say ignorance in a way of meaning not knowing the truth, and also laziness in finding the truth, this is where evil takes a foothold in society. And until we as a people, and I'm talking about country and world, that we make it our business to educate ourselves and to understand what's going on and not only understand it, but to stand up against it, then evil will continue to perpetuate itself throughout the world uh, because America isn't the only place that these evils exist. That is correct. That is correct. And to further add to what you were saying, there is not a single thing that I or anyone else can say or do that will not impact another individual. So that right. being said, that and this reigns true to what you were saying. When there are changes in laws that discriminate or that dictate what a woman can or cannot do with her body, that takes rights away from a group like the transgender community or the Mm -hmm. LGBTQ community in general or any underserved group. It is a test pattern, if you will, a test foundation of what can be done later on. So if they can do it to a small group of people, it is just a matter of time before it impacts the masses. 
And that speaks to the poem that you were referring to that was written about Nazi Germany. Right. About, and we touched on this in, in earlier podcasts, how different groups of people were persecuted first, killed, but they were smaller groups comparatively and nothing was done. And the attempts that were made to be done, those people were killed as well led way to the later extermination of millions of Jews. So some insane person, I might add, saw that he could get away with killing people. And the consequences were not that great. They weren't severe enough to stop him. So he continued on, and then he killed millions of people. So for example, these laws that prevent voting for select groups of individuals, it won't be too long before these voting rights impact all individuals. Right. Not just black and brown communities. Again, that's the test pilot right there. If it's successful with that group, then it will begin to encompass other groups. And people don't realize that. You know, when you open Pandora's box and create these possibilities of unlimited circumstances without accountability, without consequences, this is what it leads to. Um, Agreed. So one of the things that you were saying with regard to voting rights is true. So when will, uh, when will a state decide that, to your point about uh, LBGTQ plus uh, rights that someone who's transgendered must show up at the polls as their quote unquote born gender right. in order to be able to vote? Because that doesn't seem, it seems like it's ridiculous, but it doesn't seem too far off on a horizon for people to be able to be excluded based on what they wear from taking away their rights. Right, or, can, or consider the um, recently transgendered person or in the process of transferring, right? Mm-hmm. And they right. don't have the ID. That's exactly. who they are now. They only have the ID that reflects their dead selves, right? They're dead. Mm-hmm. Now, to your point, if such a law were to be imposed that you can only vote if you can present proper ID and you no longer are that person in an old ID, it would right. mean that you can't vote. Exactly. Now, those rights are being taken away. So it, it becomes a cascading of, again, Pandora's box that we really don't want to be open, but it is beginning to be pried open by these laws that are being imposed and put into place while we are distracted by COVID, distracted by unemployment, distracted by finances, distracted about school, whatever the case may be. And right. this is how it works. Right, evil evil. off of creating confusion. Exactly the point I was about to make is that, you know, it grows in chaos, evil does. So 
Um, and I think offline or maybe online, we had the conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um, and for those who aren't religious, just listen to the idea of what is said about possession. Um, and it said that, you know, something has to be off or going on in someone's head or soul for a demon to take possession of their body. Mm -hmm. So if we think about evil in the same way, if so many things are going on in this world that can distract you or make you susceptible to evil taking hold of a society, then that's the same concept. Because to your point, there's so much chaos and confusion that's going on right now that evil has a clear path to take, take hold of the society. You know, even in our government, you know, they're doing things up front that they allow to be publicized and, you know, for people to be incensed over. But right. the things that are going on in the background that we don't even see until it's too late and a law has passed or another right has been taken away that, you know, it's, it, it's very hard in order to bring your attention to everything that needs to be addressed. Yes, yes, it's challenging. Um, we are overwhelmed with many things, but at the same time, it is also very important that we pay attention to the things that are happening while we are being overwhelmed. And, and that could be a tall order. You know, when someone's not bringing home a paycheck, the first and foremost thing is to feed your family, to feed yourself, to feed your family, to be able to have a roof over your head so that you don't become homeless. These things are very significant. So right. it's very difficult to watch, to see if your rights are being maintained at the same time as that. And those that perpetuate untruth know this. They know this. So it becomes the state of the union, the state of the union in which we are currently in to maintain the premise of confusion. It behooves those who seek to do no good or those who are up to no good right. to maintain the premise of confusion. Um, it's, it's a scary thought. It's a scary thought. People losing family members to this virus. People yeah. losing their jobs. Parents being concerned about how their child is going to be educated and are they going to be safe when they turn them over to the school system. Battling people right. who want to send their children off to school without math, as opposed to those who are concerned about their children and want them to be math. I mean, so many things are out there to distract us on an everyday basis. And, and you know, other things of, of discrimination. Yeah. And those are all, all good points, but you know, we have to make it clear also that the distractions 
uh, are on both sides, whether you're far right, far left, or in the middle. It's distractions for everyone. And to your point, you know, uh, life circumstances are a distraction. Absolutely. So the things, the many things that could go on in people's lives, uh, you know, calling their congressman a woman is, it can be last on their uh, agenda of things to do on any, during any given day, or, you know, just speaking out about certain things, or uh, like with racism, you know, if you are not a racist, then you have to be an anti-racist. Like if someone is saying something to you, um, that is racist and you know it, then you have to combat, combat that, do your small part. However, does that be, become harder when you're working in a corporate structure and you're dependent upon your job for your paycheck to support your family and your boss is the one who's saying something racist to you? So there are many types of considerations uh, when we say to people, not only research, but, you know, be active in some way in um, making sure that your knowledge is there and that you're speaking against the things that are wrong. And then there's always that but there. Um, it's do what's right. And also, you know, continue to feed your family continue to remain safe, you know, because speaking out against racism may not be the safest thing to do, depending on where you live. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of the things, you know, of all of the things that we say on this, in this podcast, the thing to do is to educate yourself, to know what's going on at the very least. Absolutely. Absolutely. To be aware. And to most importantly, also mm -hmm. to be self-aware. So I'd just like to close out this podcast because we are coming to the end again to um, reiterate the aspect of truth. Um, that is so important for us to do. Um, truth is really the, the property of being in accord with fact or reality in everyday language. Truth is typically ascribe things that aim to represent reality or otherwise correspond to it, such as beliefs, propositions, and declarative sentences, right? So pay attention to what people are saying. Pay attention to what you are hearing. If it doesn't sound right to you, seek truth. Find a way to find those facts, to ensure that what you are hearing is in fact true. You know, it's kind of like, and you had mentioned religion earlier. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to touch on that in terms of what you can discern to be truth or not. And Religion is the type of thing that, unless we are not reading for ourselves, there is a tendency to lean on those who are speaking what they say is so. And unfortunately, those people don't speak the truth. And that has led to um, many 
disbeliefs or disbelievers. Seek the truth, read for yourself. And I mentioned religion because it's important for you to know what is actually there, to discern what is the truth and not go on someone pointing the finger and telling you that you are not something or you are not entitled to such and such because you don't meet a certain requirement. Seek truth. Seek truth, not just in terms of what someone is condemning you for from a religious aspect, but seek truth in terms of um, how people are treating you. And to your point, um, that racial motivation. See, these things are set up to be cumbersome so that you lose pride and you right. give up, you know, mm-hmm. or you work it in your head, oh, this is too much work, or I have other things to focus on. So you drop it. Again, mm-hmm. that is in part what is wanted. That is the desired outcome for you to say, you know what, this is too much. I have other things to focus my time on. But take that time. Seek the truth. Speak the truth. Spread truth. Debunk false notions. Well, thank you for joining us for yet another episode. We really do want to receive feedback from our listeners. Let us know what you think. Um, There is an option on the Anchor and Spotify app where you can do that. Um, If you have suggestions about what you'd like to hear discussed in our podcast, please let us know that too. And most importantly, if you like what you're hearing, share our podcast. The more listeners, the better. Until next time, stay safe and be well. Thank you.